Oh, hi there, folks. Um, it's WP Tonic, episode 98, and we've uh, um, got a great guest um, in this show, Devin Walker. Um, introduce yourself, Devin. Hey, guys. I'm Devin Walker, and I'm really happy to be on WP Tonic today. Thanks for having me, guys. And I've got my great co-host. Introduce yourself, John. Hello. I'm John Locke. I run a small consultancy in Sacramento called Lockdown Design. He's going to hello, folks. Um, I'd just like to introduce Devin. Devin Walker, the founder of Word Impress, the creator of the GiveWP um, plugin, um, donation plugin, I like to say. He's also an experienced WordCamp speaker, a fantastic golfer, fantastic <laughs> golfer, cat lover, and aspiring world traveler. That's not a bad introduction, Devin. Thanks oh, for coming thanks. on the show. Hey, so. No problem. Uh, we've been looking forward to the interview. So, um, any new any new developments with WordPress? Obviously, your most famous, I think. I don't know if you would agree with your Give WP plugin, which is excellent. Um, any news and developments on the plugin front? Um, I mean, we're just really plugging away at uh, at developing further on. Um on our Give platform, uh, we, we're having uh, a lot of new enhancements come out in the, the next version, which is uh, version 1.5, um, some cool UI updates, um, and then we're also working on some neat stuff with the recurring donations add-on. Um, as well, we just um, are going through a hiring process, too, so getting some more developers on board, so that's exciting for us here. And... Um, and my partner Matt Cromwell just had a um, his fourth child, which is um, really exciting as well. We're excited for him, and uh, he's been on paternity leave for the last uh, two and a half weeks, so he'll be back next week. So we're you know excited to have him back in the office as well. Oh, is he trying to produce his own developers? <laughs> I think that's the goal in the end, but I think he might have to wait a couple of years to get him up and running, you know. Yeah, I'm a great believer in child labor. I'm only kidding, folks. <laughs> don't, don't email me. That's just English humor. It's darkest. Go on, Johnny. Got a question for Devlin? Yeah, sure. Um, it, it's obvious that you are like heavily invested in uh, local businesses who are trying to improve their visibility on the web because you have a whole suite of plugins, uh, Facebook Reviews Pro, Yelp Widget, Google Places Reviews, Yellow Pages. Uh, how are small businesses receiving those plugins and um, how do you see those expanding in the future? Yes, yeah, so we kind of... Um, looked at that market a couple years ago, and, and it started with Yelp. We didn't uh, see any plugins that were doing a good job of tying into the Yelp API. We saw how Yelp, how popular uh, Yelp was with the, the different restaurants and businesses around here. Uh, we're located in downtown San Diego, so we're always using Yelp, and um, we thought it'd be a good idea. A lot of these restaurants and different websites are using WordPress to allow them to uh, easily tie into uh, the Yelp API um, via our plugin. Um, unfortunately, Yelp doesn't have a very good widget themselves, so a lot of people were, you know, kind of interested in this type of thing. So that's kind of what started it. Um, and then it kind of built out from there. We saw a rise in Google's API uh, and their reviews. Uh, they really started uh, getting a lot more reviews, a lot more integration into their search. 
Um, so we decided to do a Google one, and then Facebook as well started increasing their reviews. Um, but the adoption from the businesses has been, um, for the most part, very positive. Um, some of these local businesses are do-it-yourselfers, and their expertise, um, technical expertise, can vary from person to person. Now, we, um, we try to have the most thorough documentation as possible, but it's difficult a lot of times because Yelp, for instance, has uh, made a, a number of significant changes to their API, some good, some bad. Um, makes it difficult for someone with uh, less technical experience to go in and request an API key. A lot of times when you even say API key, they can get lost just in translation there. Um, so we're doing things like, for instance, with Facebook, you don't even need an API key. All you need to do is connect via our app, which we created for Facebook, which allows um, one-click um, setup process, so they don't even need to create the app themselves. A lot of times when you install a Facebook plugin, and, for instance, if you want to allow people to log in your site via Facebook, your WordPress website, you'll need to set up the application yourself, uh, with Facebook that can get really complex really quickly. So we want to minimize that as much, but still, that being said, there is a lot of uh, support that we have to provide for just getting folks up and running sometimes if they're you know less technical. Yeah, I imagine. It. So I think you got into that side before you started developing the Give plugin. Is that correct, Devin? Yeah, a couple of years before, actually. That was the first plugin I ever really developed and released with the Yelp. Uh, it's called Yelp Widget Pro. And that was back in, I believe it was released in late 2012 or early 2013. So it's around three years old now. And uh, from there, I built out um, some of the other plugins. And I really had a thing for APIs when I was first developing because I would just look for you know popular APIs that hadn't had a plugin developed yet and, and know there's a potential market for it right there. Yeah, I think that's um so what's led to the give plugin? Um why did you decide to kind of slightly change direction? And I like to say folks that all the plugins uh, I've used most of them and they're all great and the give plugin is fantastic. So but what what led you to change a slightly different direction, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think it it is a of a pivot um but let me explain it how we kind of got to that point. Um, back in 2013, when I was still on my own uh, as a freelance developer, plugin, you know, shop, wanting to start my own plugin shop, I was doing a lot of freelance work, and um, a lot of the projects I'd get would be for church websites or various nonprofits, and they'd always have a need to accept donations, and their needs would be very. Um, particular to the way they wanted to accept donations. So um, typically we'd be using a, an e-commerce platform like uh, WooCommerce or we'd be using a Gravity form uh, to create these donation forms. Um, the problem with both of those are a lot of times our clients wouldn't want an e-commerce interface for accepting donations. For instance, they don't want to see the word product anywhere throughout the entire platform. They don't want... Uh, they're uh, a cart system. Uh, they didn't want uh, the users to be taken to a separate screen in order to actually donate, which would be the, the checkout page in WooCommerce. 
Um, they wanted the ability to uh, select through multi-level uh, donation options, so $5, $10, $15, but then also have the ability to give a custom amount if, if needed, and they wanted to do that all on a single page. Um, so we got WooCommerce to work pretty close to that, um, which is one of the reasons why we developed this our other plugin called Quick Checkout, which is a WooCommerce extension. Oh. And uh, and so that allowed us to put the checkout page on one on one screen with your various um, giving options, but still we were t- running into different hassles with trying to g- allow for custom amounts, um, modifying the emails that go went out and sent to different admin notifications and donor no- notifications. It was it was kind of wrestling this big beast that would change with every update, and it was never the way we wanted. So we took a step back and we said, hey, you know, there's a real opportunity here to create a platform that really isn't in the space that's uh, carved out yet. So uh, we, we did a couple weeks of analysis, then a couple uh, weeks more of devising a, a, a product plan, um, a roadmap, if you will, to develop this. And uh, I think in the last WordCamp San Francisco, which was um, December 2014, we really had the idea to move forward with it, and then uh, it took uh, six months of development for the beta release, and then we were up and running. So has it been um, a much bigger challenge than you initially envisioned? Um, I knew it would be a challenge. It, it was... It is a lot of development, and and there is a lot of um, a lot of particular requests that we get on a day-to-day basis that we aren't fulfilling. But I feel like that's a need, or that's a common thing between different platforms. And um, we try our best to fulfill 90% of all needs that nonprofits or anyone looking to accept donations um, wants. But you know, it's hard to please everyone. Well, yeah, it must be really very difficult. Have, have you kind of um, any observations about... Now, I think Pippin Williamson has discussed this on a couple of podcasts about which um, functionality you do um, choose to add and which you don't. Have you come to any kind of insights about how that should be managed? Yeah, so, uh, you know... I'm glad you mentioned Pippin. He's a, a great guy. We work closely together, and I take a lot of notes from what he's done in the industry, um, and especially, you know, how he's kind of, in the last year, taking a step back from trying to make EDD into something it's not, and really, we're, we're following the same path. We're not going to make give into something it's not. So, for instance, if you want to start shipping products or if somebody donates you want to have them uh, have a physical product attached to that that sends out all this shipping information we're not going to be that that platform now that's that's being said we might tie into WooCommerce or another platform that handles that very well but we're a donation platform we're not an e-commerce engine and uh, and we like it that way yeah yeah I can see the sense have you got a question John not to add on Oh no! I'm just. Um, I didn't even realize that uh, the quick checkout uh, was was a plugin. Uh, but this seems like this would solve a lot of. Uh, you know, it would solve a problem that exists where a lot of people 
want the ability to check out from a single page without having to go through the you know the checkout and the cart and the checkout uh, button. And I just think it's really brilliant. Um, yeah. So th- was this based on a need that you were seeing people asking for uh, doing your agency work? Exactly. Yeah. We we created it to fulfill that um, one page donation give on one page um, type of landing page experience. And once we developed it, we thought, you know, a lot of other folks could um, benefit from this, whether they're a membership site and they have different membership options and you want the ability to sign up for your membership right there on the landing page rather than being taken through a, to another page. And um, for the most part, that's kind of what people have been using it for, for different landing pages and uh, optimizing the uh, conversion rates through um, their single pages as well, their single product pages. Well, I think that's a good spot to go for our break, folks. When we come back, we're going to find more about the Give plugin and some of the others and also go through some of the books that have influenced Devin in his business career. We'll be back in a minute. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. We're coming back and um, we're going to find out more about Give, some of the other plugins, and um, something about some of the things that influence Devon. So, Devon, um, technically, has the Give plugin been a lot your biggest in house project so far compared to some of the other plugins, or is it pretty equal to some of the others? Oh, absolutely. It's it's our biggest project and it's the one we're putting our most effort behind. Not saying that we're not working on the other ones, but by far the the Give plugin is our, our flagship product and uh, we're really proud of it. That's kind of why it's its own brand entirely. We don't sell any add-ons through our wordandpress.com site. It's it's all on uh, GiveWP, including the documentation and everything. So um, you just mentioned documentation, and um, um, that's the other thing. I think your documentation is pretty good, but you know, it's always um, the I would say that I was going to say the elephant in the room, but that's not the right way to put it. But it's something that a lot of developers don't really concentrate. You got any insights about the importance on onboarding and the documentation? That's that's you've had to um, produce for the plugin. Yeah, you know, I would say it was very pivotal, pivotal for the success of our launch um, that we did have thoroughly written documentation and and getting started guides for um, you know the newer folks that were uh, getting started with it. A lot of these um, users who are are installing our plugin for the first time aren't. Uh, very experienced with setting up, you know, specific donation forms and integrating with uh, PayPal or, or some other gateway like Stripe. And we really wanted to provide all the documentation we can for them. Um, the, the difficulty is with the documentation is as your plugin progresses and you update the interfaces, um, a lot of the screenshots might be um, no longer accurate. 
as well if you're writing documentation for PayPal, for instance, they updated their interface from a, a classic interface to this new one. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, just today I was going back through and updating screenshots, um, making sure that, you know, a lot of it's as accurate as possible. And, and one thing we really want to do more of are, are videos. Um, videos especially take a little bit longer to, to create. You have to edit them down and then you know, if something is tweaked or there's something changed in it, the whole video could be um, inaccurate, you know, after a certain update. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the PayPal API. I've been dealing with that recently, David. It's a, it's a glorious experience, I must add. Yeah, it's getting better, but it's, you know, it's got miles to go, I think, still. Yeah, the documentation is breathtaking, to say the least. And uh, the, their support is... Um, Quite interested, really. Uh, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> got another question, John. Um, so, with the, with the Give plugin, were you surprised at the success of it after uh, you know following up like Map Builders Pro, which arguably, like before Give, uh, rocketed to the top, uh, was your flagship uh, plugin, uh, or did you kind of expect it to be as successful as it's been? Um, you know, I wasn't sure how big the market or the, the niche was for nonprofits, but um, I had a general idea from working with a lot of these agencies and seeing the demand that they were experiencing, the, their ability to sell to the WordPress to these nonprofits um, with ease, and a lot of the churches that use it, politicians. Um, really, there's a lot of of need to accept donations online and we really have other plans too to get into crowdfunding with Give and some other uh, avenues as well so I knew there was a lot of room there um, you know that a lot of the the big guys like WooCommerce and even EDD were kind of fulfilling but not doing it in a, in a much tailored more tailored way so um, you know I wasn't super surprised but I was very happy to see it happen yeah, because um, obviously I listened to you on some other podcasts and that, and you said you know the one area that you've been working hard on is the recurring payment functionality, and um, I get the impression you make you know you're making great progress, but it and I you know it technically um, it is quite challenging. Uh, has it been more challenging than even you thought it was going to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just, before I hopped on this podcast, I was doing some, you know, different uh, development, dealing with expiration dates and how all the various gateways like PayPal, WePay, uh, Stripe handle expiration dates. And, you know, it can get extremely complex with the different uh recurring periods that people want to accept donations with, calculating dates based on leap years, um, accounting for, for expiration date drifts, for instance. PayPal handles, um, you know, if, if, an ex, if a renewal date lands on a certain day of the month, they might push it to the next day of the month, whereas a certain other gateway might not even handle it this, a similar way. So uh, there's, there's a lot of complexities that go into it. That was just one example. And... Uh, but it, it's a fun challenge as well, as long as you're in the mood for it, you know. So what um, what led you into the world of WordPress development, Devin? Um, what, did you did you have some formal training, or did you go into it as initially as a hobby? And are you self-taught? What's your background? 
Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to school for computer science. Um, I went to University of Arizona, go Wildcats, and uh, I graduated with a uh, journalism major. So, uh, you know, not a very typical um, degree you see a lot in in the development world. But you know, it, it kind of helped me land my first job out of college, which was as uh, a technical writer in the IT department of a large enterprise here in San Diego. So I was writing basically uh, instruction manuals, documentation, if you will, on how to use software. And eventually that led to, uh, well, first you have to find out how the software works and then, you know, write according to the step-by-step process to get a certain objective done. Um, So eventually that led me down the road to actually figuring out how this software is built, and at the time, I was in a, at a Microsoft um, enterprise company, so they were doing a lot of .dot .NET technologies. Um, I dabbled in that for a while. I, I started my first CMS that I developed with was is uh, was called SharePoint, still around. It's the Microsoft uh, enterprise intranet CMS platform, and uh, that that was a beast. So I got kind of scared of that, and. Uh, then started moving on looking at some other things, and, and I was turned on to the open source world um, by Joomla. Um, I just was investigating for a while. I, I wanted to start my own website, build my own website, and I, I started first using Joomla and uh, figured I really liked PHP compared to .NET. Um, I, I played around with ActionScript 3 and Flash for a while, but I saw kind of the writing on the wall with Flash, you know. So I got out of that quickly, and then... Uh, and then after a couple months of using Joomla, um, eventually you progress over to uh, to WordPress, it seems. You find out about it somewhere. I think I found out about it by setting up another site. And, you know, when you first create a site in cPanel, it asks you if you want to start it with an application. And then WordPress was at the top of the list. So I was like, okay, let's install with WordPress. And, and compared to the interface of Joomla, I was already kind of sold on it. And then I saw the you know, the documentation, the codex, and I was really getting excited. And then I went to some meetups and then really, you know, started building with some themes and got really, uh, was sold after that, basically. Um, just shows you, if you're determined, it just shows you what you can um, end up making, doesn't it, really? Exactly. Doesn't it, really? it does, doesn't it, really? Um, so let's let's talk about some of your influences, Devin. You know, you were kind enough to fill in some information, and let's look at quickly some of the things you said. Um, some of your favorite business books. Um, you gave three. One that start off with start with why. Why do you like that one, Devin? I think it's you know Simon Sinek is a really um, well-spoken author and. Um, and kind of thought leader for businesses and, and different, uh, you know, business-minded people turn to him to, to get, you know, inspired and, and find direction. So Start With Why is really, I think, uh, a good reason to uh, build a product. You know, you never want to start with uh, how or why should I. I mean, the why was the reason why we started Give, and I attribute that to its success, you know. Um, I think that's an important thing to remember. Yeah, the next one, Leaders Eat Last. Love the title. I haven't read it myself, actually. 
Yeah, that's another Simon Sinek book, um, and it's basically putting your team before you. And I think you know a lot of times when you're in a startup environment, people are tempted to uh, kind of put themselves before the pack, and a lot of times that leads leads to crash and burn. Um, and I like to lead by doing, um, lead by example, and I'll put the needs of my employees or my partners before my uh, personal needs any day. Oh, great. And then to finish off, the seven habits of highly successful people. What do you like about that? I like that one because it's all about setting uh, smart goals, they call them. Uh, you set goals that are um, SMART is an acronym. I can't tell you what each letter stands for, but um, it's basically setting goals that are realistic and attainable. And um, and I'm, I like to think of myself as a realist. I, I have a lot of I've been in a lot of circles where people have a lot of pie-in-the-sky ideas, you know, where they talk about in two years we're going to be $50 million. And sure, you can do that if, you, you know, you have a path for success and, and you set those milestones and goals along the way and you meet those and you achieve your, you know, your bite-sized chunks first. So um, that was one of the most, uh, you know, the, the strongest takeaways I had from that, that book. And then you kind of um, gave some of your leadership principles, but before we quickly go through those, um, you know, running your own um, business, and um, I've been running, um, I've been running my own business since I was twenty-three, Devon, um, and that was a few years ago. Regrettably, um, <laughs> um, what have you learnt in the process? Reflecting back, is there any particular thing? that you've learned that comes to your mind that you would like to share? Yeah, I think the one biggest thing and the, the, the you know, the most difference is, uh, the big difference maker is having good partners. I've tried to start businesses in the past um, by myself, failed. I've tried to start, um, start a business with uh, another partner in the past, failed, and then also gotten into a bit of litigation, which was a big headache and a mess. Um, and then finally, the, the you know going around, I vetted these partners very well, and they're taking it to the next level with me. You know, we have, um, you know, my partner Jason, which is he's very financial, analytical, and a kind of a sales guy. You have me, which I'm kind of the head down, heads down programmer, technical guy, and then you have Matt Cromwell, who's the community leadership he handles support he handles a lot of the outreach that we do and he puts our name in in into different uh, people's ears that are, are you know have helped us out as well so um, having good partners is, is great I think uh, that's the most important takeaway oh thanks Devin so John have you got a kind of um, last question you like to ask Devin sure what's what's um if you could boil down your personal philosophy for success in, into uh, just a few sentences, what would that be? Oh, boy. Uh, my personal philosophy for success is, you know, I always go back to uh, leading by doing. You know, nobody's going to do the hard work for you. Um, you have to put in the time. Um, you have to put in the effort, and you have to see it through to the end. Um, you know, half half done won't cut it. You have to pay attention to all the details. I'm a very detail-oriented and analytical person. So, you know, even if it pixels off, it'll bug me, and I'll want to fix it right right away. 
you got to fix those pixels, haven't you, David? <laughs> yep. They're like cats, aren't they? They're hard to herd. Um, so to finish off, Devon's also um, been gracious and um, pointed out a special offer that um, GiveWP is offering. Basically, if you go to GiveWP.com and you subscribe to their great newsletter, you get 15% off all the add-on bundles, which is not bad, is it, Devon? Yeah, save you a good little chunk of money. Yeah, that's great. So how can people get hold of you if they want to sing your praises of your great plugins, Devin? <laughs> well, uh, you can go to my personal website. It's imdev.in, and uh, I'm also on Twitter at innerwebs, I-N-N-E-R-W-E-B-S, and uh, Facebook as well. I'm always in the advanced Facebook group, and if you're a local San Diego resident, um, I go to a, a, pretty much all the WordPress meetups down here. Oh, that's great, Devon. So, John, how can people get hold of you? You can find me at my website, which is LockdownDesign.com. And on Twitter, I am Lockdown underscore. How can people find you, Jonathan? I'm quite easy to find on the internet. I'm all over the place. I'm a marketing machine. I'm (laughs) one bad marketing machine. Um, (laughs) Pardon? Can't hold him back. John <laughs> Basically, um, either you just do a Google search, Jonathan Denwood, or you go, um, I'm normally pretty active on Twitter, and that's at Jonathan Denwood, or you go to the WP um, website, and um, we've normally got a lot of additional information, posts, and extra content um linked to the podcast and one thing you could do for us folks is if you do go to iTunes to subscribe please give us a review even if it's just clicking the five stars um, it really does help help the show and it kind of motivates us and I love people emailing me and um, giving us suggestions through Twitter uh, it's always great to hear the audience and what you think of the show so Devon you've been a great guest we really appreciate you you're a great um, member of the WordPress community give our um, regards to Bridget you know um, it was sad news Um, she was a fantastic find how do you find these fantastic people to work for you this is what I want to know I mean, all being part of the community, that's the thing. You know, we go to meetups. She came to a WordCamp. I think the first one was WordCamp LA, and we saw what a beautiful job she was doing with the social media, and we knew we had something there. And you backed her. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd put it that way, but yeah, we got her. Uh, that was the English flippancy. Okay, it does give me. You seem to quite enjoy it, as John seems to cope with it. But it does give me into a little bit of trouble. But uh, I am I am a hybrid now. But I was brought up in England, so it is what it is. So thanks so much, Devon. It's been a great show. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Thank you. Appreciate goodbye. it.